Are you ready to learn the business skills you need to accelerate your career? The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business is now offering its highly ranked working professional MBA entirely online. Whether you choose to attend on campus, online, or a mix of both, you're in control, balancing the demands on your busy schedule. Don't wait. Start your personalized MBA journey this fall. Visit go.osu.edu slash WPMBA to learn more and apply. The Ohio State University Max M. Fisher College of Business, where principled leaders are created.
God, give us vision so that we can see things the way you do. God, we look to you because we know where our help comes from. God, we need wisdom because, God, you know just what to do. And so, God, we shout hallelujah. God, you reign. You reign.
We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, 
Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh. Hallelujah, God. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you, oh God. Oh, we give you glory. We thank you, Jesus. Oh, real sakaya. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, we thank you. Hallelujah, we give you glory. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, we thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We give you glory, my God. Hallelujah, we give you glory, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, Shabbat. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. Oh, we give you glory, Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. Oh, we praise your name, my God. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, we thank you, Lord. We give you glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh. Oh, how. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory, God. We thank you, Jesus. We praise you. We give you glory, Oh God, we thank you. Oh God, we thank you, God. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. Oh God, we thank you, Jesus. Oh God, we thank you, 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 we thank you. We thank you. Hey, Oh, we thank you, Jesus. 
produce. That's why we partner with farmers who grow only the best. And that level of teamwork means better, fresher options time and time again. Working with farmers is what it takes to be fresh for everyone. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. To make a rich, smooth cold brew, Tim Horton steeps 100% Arabica beans for 16 hours. What could be richer than that? Well, uh... How about blending in swirls of sweet Irish cream? Rich enough? Ooh, I guess. Not quite, because Tim Hortons tops that cold brew with the cloud of sweet cold foam. Now, what could be richer than that? Nothing? Exactly. Irish cream cold brew with cold foam now at Tim Hortons. Or try cold foam on any of your Tim Hortons favorites. Modifications extra for a limited time at participating U.S. locations.
can do. There's nobody like Jesus. It's only Jesus that saves. It's only that Jesus who set us free. It's only that Jesus who make us whole. I don't care what type of anointing they may say they have. It is only through Christ Jesus that heals us, that saves us, that makes us whole, that delivers us. It's only through Christ Jesus. That's why we're here today to say there's no God like him. Come on now. There's no God like the King of Glory. Come on, the King of God. Jehovah Rocky, the same God that heals. Come on, Jehovah Nisi, the God that wraps us in his back. Come on, Jehovah Sisindu, the Jehovah Mathedish, our sanctifier. Hallelujah. Our Jehovah El Shaddai, God Almighty. When it seems like the enemy is overstrengthening us. Hallelujah. There's nobody like Jesus. Hallelujah. Hey. Hey, 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 hey. Come on. Hallelujah. It's something about praising God in the middle of it. Hallelujah. 
Apostle Joe L. Ezamore and Apostle Robin Stokes. May God bless you. And we're grateful to be here. And dear Heavenly Father, we ask you to decrease us as we come forth 
to read your word to your people and release your word. God, let their hearts be changed, let their minds be changed. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and glory to God. Hallelujah. So we just want to just give God some glory. Amen. We thank God for your life. We thank God that you're here with us. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And even those that are with us and those that are live, we thank God for our social media platform that he has given unto us. We don't take it for granted on what God has done in our life. Amen. So as we continue to go forth and hear the word of God, I need for you to prepare your minds and your hearts. Bring your word of God out, your notepad and your pen. So that we can get ready to study the word of the Lord together. Amen. Glory to God. So we give God the glory. Hallelujah. So we've been talking about. Hallelujah. The book of Job. Hallelujah. And how the Lord began to bless Job. In the midst of him fearing the Lord. We've been in a series with Apostle Joel Asamoah, God bless the man of God, talking about the fear of God. And as he asked me to speak on today, hallelujah, I'm here to speak continuously dealing with the same series on the fear of the Lord. But the Lord had me take it the other way, fearing the Lord. Apostle Job been talking about our fears and how we need to overcome our fears. But today we're talking about fearing the Lord. We should never overcome fearing the Lord. We need to make sure that we continue to what? Fear the Lord. Because when we fear the Lord, it brings such honor and long life. Hallelujah, and riches unto us. When we fear the Lord, it opens up treasures to God's mysteries, to his revelation, to the mind of God and his attributes. When we fear the Lord, we are continuing to allow our Yah-Rah, which is the Hebrew word for fear. Fearing something means to be terrified of it, but it's a great news for a limited time. You can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Hello, Discover here to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it cash back match. Now to recap and say cash back one more time. We match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover exceptionally common sense learn more at discover.com slash match limitations apply different type of terrifying experience that we 
experience because this is a loving fear. This is a respectable fear. This is a fear of reverence, a fear of respect, a fear of loyalty, a fear of honor because we are fearing the Lord, meaning that we are saying ah in his presence, ah as a reverence, and we are in trembling unto him, meaning that we have humbled ourselves and we have come to an understanding to fear the Lord. Because we know when we fear the Lord, that brings such a connection spiritually. When we fear the Lord, it not only connects us to God more spiritually, but it also brings the presence of God unto us more daily. Job feared the Lord. Job was a man who lost everything. When God agreed to let Satan test his faith. Did you hear what I said? Yes, God agreed to allow Satan to test his faith. Let me make it more clear in the book of Job chapter 1, verses 7. And the Lord said unto Satan, What's come thou? Satan was honest. He said, Then Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it. Meaning that he was going to see who he can devour. Meaning that Satan was going to see who could he catch out of God's protection. Out of the hedge of God's protection. Or seeing who he can devour that is out of the will of God. But Job was not out of the will of God. Job was not out of God's protection. Job was just a man that God saw that was perfect. A man that God saw that was upright. Why? Because God saw his heart of faithfulness. God saw his heart of loyalty. God saw his, his heart of honesty. And he wanted to push Job a little further in his purpose and destiny. And he needed his faith to be tested. So that God would know. That he would be able to stand. What was about to come to him. Now who would ever thought. That God would put Job in such a situation. And make him lose something. That was very close. I'm not just talking about his riches. I'm not just talking about his money. But his children. Glory to God. Now that is something that is extra close. Too close to comfort. Hallelujah. Too close to home. But God knew that Job was a perfect and upright man. But Satan was looking to see who he can devour. Not knowing that God already had this in place. And the Lord said unto Satan, How thou consider my servant Job? There is none like him in the earth. Since you looking around in the earth, seeing who you can devour. Since you're looking around in the earth to see who you can tackle, I got somebody for you. Have you heard of my servant, Job? Have you heard of him? Because guess what? I'm about to consider him because I know that he's my servant. I know he's one of my own. In spite of you taking his children, in spite of you taking the wealth, and in spite of you even turning his wife against me, who is God, and his friends to doubt him, to judge him. Are you sinning? Let me let you know something about this man. 
He's perfect and upright. And no matter what you touch on him, he's not going to curse me. Now, he's going to go in his place and may rip and shave his head and, and rip his clothes and get into a place. And he may say something here and there, but he's never going to curse me. He never going to go in there and say, you know what, God? You know, I curse. No. He may say, why did this happen? Why? But he understood that this was another test of his faith. And also, it was surprising to him that even his wife could say to him, curse God and die. And even his friends to judge him of sin. But at the same time, God had a plan for him. And then Satan had the nerves to answer the Lord and say, don't Job fear God for not? Has not thou made a hedge about him and about his house and about all that he have on every side? That have blessed the work of his hand and his substance and increase in the land. But put forth thy hand now and touch all that is half, and he will curse thee to thy face. Say, so say, now you let me come in here and take his children, take his wealth, take everything. I'm telling you, I know he's going to curse you. Come on, I know he ain't going to roll with you. You know, because that's how some of us as Christians are. When things begin, hallelujah. Hallelujah, begin to turn on us or things begin to not go our way. We begin to curse God. We may not say it with our mouth, but we do certain things that brings a curse unto God to say we're cursing God. So that's why we have to be careful in our words. We have to be careful and say, oh, even in sometimes when we say, Lord, why me? Lord, why do I got to go through this? See, be glad that he considered you to go through that. Be glad that he considered you to go through the, what you're going through. Because if he didn't think that you was going to make it through it, he wouldn't have never put you to it. So thank God that he considered you to go through it. And if he did not consider you, you better be thinking hard enough to think like, okay, is he with me? So thank God that you was considered. So in this aspect, we know that the fear of the Lord is something where we reverence God or we show a awe unto God. When we reverence the Lord, that means that we have a deep respect and reverence. I'm not going to go back into what we talked about this morning. I want to start where we ended off, but we began to talk about fearing the Lord, which brings a respect and a reverence and an awe for God's power and authority. Hallelujah. Rather than um, causing someone to be afraid of God, we fear the Lord, which leads one to love him. It leads us to respect him. It leads us to make sure that we're doing everything unto him and we have such a conviction and, and it makes us not to want to go the wrong way and then we begin to talk about the early church and how they walked in the fear of the lord in the book of acts 9 hallelujah when they became and walked through all judea and galilee and samaria with peace and edification how they walk in the fear of the Lord and how the Holy Spirit comforted them along the way and the church multiplied daily. Hallelujah. 3,000 was added to the church. Why? Because they feared the Lord. They allowed the Holy Spirit to lead them. Amen. See, everyone close to God needs to fear him. Amen. Because the Bible reminded us, remember, in the book of Psalms, verse 80, 80, um, chapter 89 and 7, God is greatly to be what? Fear in the assemblies of the saints and to be held in reverence by all those around him. And then we know that um, Apostle Paul encouraged the church to work out their salvation with fear and trembling. 
Meaning that they could not wait for people to go to God for them. They had to go to God on their own. They had to go and ask God to forgive them for themselves. Why? Because the veil was ripped. No longer do we have to wait for the high priest to go and make a sacrifice on our behalf to only to, for them to go on our behalf to, to, to bring uh, repentance. But God has given us the ability to go to our Lord Jesus Christ and ask him to forgive us of every sin and everything that we have done that was not in our, in, right in his eyes. But we also um, read that Jesus encouraged us to fear the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. And when we fear the Lord, hallelujah, it destroys the soul and the body. Hallelujah. Because no longer would the flesh be able to overtake the spirit. The spirit in us needs to rise up. Hallelujah. And not allow our flesh to take over. Because when our flesh take over, hallelujah, it allows us to be out of the will of God. Because the book of Matthews, verses 10 and 28 says, And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. So we fear the Lord because we know that he can allow this flesh, hallelujah, to die out in us. When we go into true repentance and ask him to take out anything that is not like him. One thing about God is that he's not going to strong arm us or force us or make us change. But he gives us a right. He gives us the ability to make a right or wrong choice. But I come here today to tell you that you need to make the right choice and fear the Lord. Go the right way. And don't go the way that would take you out of the will of God. That's one thing about God is that he gave us free will. But in that free will, it does not give us a license to sin. In that free will, it does not give us the ability to not fear God or do what we can do or allow our own strength or our own ability or our own education or our own money to overtake us because that's where the king of pride come in and arrogance and haughtiness. Hallelujah. And idolatry come in. So that's why we have to make sure that we understand even reading in the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, 26 and 27. For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sin, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation, which will devour, hallelujah, the adversaries, hallelujah. So therefore, we must not willfully try to sin, but because we have received the truth through the word, we know right from wrong. We know not to go over here to the left when we know God is telling us to go to the right. When God is telling us to go up and we want to go back. When God is telling us to go from side to side, but we want to go around. God knows what is good for us. And we know that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Hallelujah. Because the fear of the Lord, hallelujah, hates evil. The fear of the Lord hates anything that's out the will of God. The fear of the Lord don't like worldly or fleshly things. Hallelujah. As we fear the Lord, then pride and arrogance will not allow, we won't allow pride and arrogance to come and try to overtake us. Because when pride and arrogance come, guess what? The mouth is perverse. Hallelujah. And God hates a perverse mouth. Hallelujah. So when we fear the Lord, hallelujah, it brings knowledge. It gives us the more of the attributes in the mind of Christ. 
when we fear the Lord, it allows the treasures to be opened up to where God's revelation and understanding is revealed unto us. Why? Because now we're in his presence. Now we have humbled ourselves. Now we have come into a place where now we can hear the spirit of God in our flesh. It's not overtaking our spirit. Amen. The fear of the Lord will cause one to hate evil. That's right. The fear of the Lord will prolong life. These are the fears that we began to talk about on this morning. The fear of the Lord provides strong confidence in this fountain of life. Amen. The, the, the fear, hallelujah, the fear of the Lord prompts one to depart from evil. And the fear of the Lord leads to a satisfying life and spares one from much evil. The fear of the Lord is the way to riches and honor and life. And that's where we stopped. So now let's continue. Without the fear of the Lord, we could not please God. That's right. We could not please God. In the book of Isaiah, verses 66, 1 through 2, thus says the Lord, Heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you will build me? And where is the place of my rest? For all those things my hand has made and all those things exist, says the Lord. But on this one will I look, on him who is poor or of a contribute spirit and who would tremble at my... Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. So the person who trembles at God's word, God's promise that that person will receive his tender mercy. So we must tremble under the word of God. We must tremble and continue to fear God. Because when we continue to fear God, then we respect God. We love God even more. Amen? Because at the end of the day, if we don't learn to respect and love God by fearing God, then evil will try to overtake us. But the book of Psalms 103, verses 17 and 18 reminds us, But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to children, children, to such as keep his covenant, and to those who remember his commandments to them. So we must remember the commandments that God has given unto us, not from just this generation, but from generation to generation. We must know right from wrong. We must not continue to touch that stove that we know that's hot. We must not continue to go in places that we know that is not of the Lord. We must not continue to do evil and think that God is going to continue to bless us. Come on now. God loves us so much. That's why he will chastise us because the love that he has for us. If God is not chastising us, then who, who can we say is our father? We want God to chastise us because when God chastises us, it makes us become more and more what he wants us to become. We become more like Christ. 
So therefore, when we're not doing what we're supposed to do, we need to ask God to come into our life to help us to renew our mind, to change our hearts, to change our thoughts, that we would not go out and sin against him. But a lot of us, we continue to do that because we feel like, oh, it's not that God don't see us, but maybe man or woman don't see us. It doesn't matter what man or woman see. I'll be worried about what God sees because it's God who's going, Jesus who's going to get us in heaven, not man or woman. So a lot of times we go put on the front street in front of people like we are such an angel. But at the end of the day, God sees all. God sees when we leave that, that their presence. God sees us when we leave those individuals that we're trying to impress. So if I were you, I would try to impress God and not people. Because when you, when you impress God, that is what's going to get you to heaven. When you're doing the right things for Christ, that's what's going to get you to heaven. Not what you do to people. Yes, you must love people. Yes, you must respect people. Yes, you must treat people fairly. Because those things also is going to get you in heaven. But what I am saying is this. Don't try to please people just to make you be this person. And behind closed doors, you're doing all types of things against God. Because God sees all. He's omnipresent, omniscient. Come on now. He's God. So therefore, we should know that we cannot fool God. Because the fear of the Lord comes through faith and the word of God. Did you hear what I said? I said the fear of the Lord comes through faith and the word of God. Remember, God agreed to Satan, agreed to let Satan test Job's faith. See, it was all about a test of faith. It was all about him proving who Job was. Because he already said that Job was a perfect and upright man. He already said that he feared the Lord. He already said that I know no matter what, he's not going to curse me. Because he's my servant. So I consider him. Now I could have considered anybody else in the Bible. But I consider Job. Because I know for sure. Now I'm not saying that he's not going to rent his clothes. I'm not going to say he's not going to shave his head. I'm not going to say that he's going to go into a place of pity. Because he may do those things, but he's not going to get stuck there. See, the thing is, when we get in that place, it's not what we do when we get in that place. It's how we come out. Because a lot of times, yes, we are down and out. And it's okay. But we can't stay down and out. We can't stay in a place of frustration. We can't stay in a place of disappointment. We can't stay in a place of self-pity. Because self-rejection would begin to come. We cannot stay in that place. It did not work. It was not fair. It wasn't supposed to happen. I get you. It's not easy. But we have to learn to come up out of that place. And don't get caught up in that place. And stay there. And then begin to have all this self-remorse. And begin to then begin to curse God. And begin to say, why me? Why you had to do this to me, Lord? Yes, we all say that. Who's going to sit here and say we don't? But don't stay right there. You better go ahead and quickly ask God to forgive you. God, I know. But at that time, I was just going through. And you know what, God? I thank you for considering me. I thank you for taking me through. I know I said, Lord, why me? Because at the time, it just felt like it was so much. I couldn't bear it. It was so much. I just could not feel like I can go home. But now, as I'm seeing through this dark cloud, I'm able to see a light at the end of the tunnel. Now, I'm understanding. I don't know. Don't 
I don't have the full picture, and I, and I can't see my way all way. I can't see myself all the way out yet. But I see there's a little tiny light, and long as I can keep my eye on that little tiny light, I know eventually that light gonna get bigger and bigger, and there's gonna be a way for escape, and there's gonna be a way of exit for me to exit through this fire, to exit through this circumstance, to exit through this problem, because I know that you're building my faith through it. So God, let me be able to stand the test of faith, which Job was able to stand. But the fear of the Lord comes through faith and the word of God. See, when we're reading the book of Deuteronomy chapter 34, 10 and 13, it says, and Moses commanded them saying, how could Moses command anybody? Because God gave Moses the authority and the power to decree and declare things. So anytime you got the power and authority to decree and declare, you can command things to happen. You can command things to come into order. You can command things to come into positioning. So Moses commanded them saying, at the end of every seven years, at the appointed time in the year release, we know the, year, the number seven means correction. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We know the number seven, hallelujah, means completion. Hallelujah. And correction, hallelujah, completion, and appointed time in the year of release at the Feast of Tabernacle. When all Israel comes to appear before the Lord your God in the place which he chooses, you shall read this law before all Israel in their hearing. Gather the people together, men and women and little ones, and the stranger who is within your gates, that they may hear and that they may learn to fear the Fear the Lord your God and carefully observe all the words of this law and that their children who have not known it may hear and learn to fear the Lord your God as long as you live in the land which you cross Jordan to possess. Now, come on. He was appointed, hallelujah, to give them this word. Who? Israel. Hallelujah. Because it says, when all Israel comes to appear before the Lord your God in the place which he chose, God had a place for them to come to. So that when this word was presented, it was going to bring something amazing. And he told them that you should read it and not only read it to your people that you know, but gather all the people, men and women and little ones and even strangers within the country. So anybody that's in that country, even if you live there or not, if you're there, he said to gather them all. Because I want them all to know this. Because at the end of the day, there's no excuse. At the end of the day, nothing is going to allow them to get through this. But I need them to know that this is coming from the Lord. So like it or not, resident or no resident, they're going to hear what I'm saying. So you have the command. Because I've given you the power and authority to bring my people together. And because Moses followed God and knew the things of God, he did just that. And he brought them together. And he said, first of all, I want you to make them hear and learn. See, when we hear something, we're not just listening. But that means that we're putting action to what we hear. So even if you think that you have not heard it, I'm going to teach you what you need to know. He said, make them hear and learn. Meaning, teach them through the word of God. Give them scriptures. Give them my law. 
Give them an understanding so that the word of God can work their hearts. So that the word of God can rework re their minds. Because they don't just need to hear this because I know they, some of them have ears where it goes in one ear and out the other. But when you teach them and they learn, no matter if they do it or not, they can't say that they never heard it. They can't never say that they never got it. Because you have taught them. You have allowed them to learn it. But they just did not want to take heed to it. It's a difference. So men and women of God, what am I saying? Teach them the word of God. Teach them what the Lord is telling you to teach them. And then that the blood will be off of your hands. But if you don't teach them so that they can learn, then how would they ever learn? Now after you teach them, you continue to give them the word. You continue to teach them so that they can learn. Now, it's not up to you to force them. Either they're going to get it or not. And if they don't get it, God will deal with them. But long as you can say, I have given them what the Lord has told me to give them. So that they can hear and learn to fear the Lord. We must teach the people how to fear the Lord. How do we fear the Lord? Well, God has given us scriptures here on how to fear him. God has given us the word on how to fear the Lord. It's not something that man can teach you. It's only something that God can give to us. And through his word, he is teaching us how we can fear the Lord. Because we know that faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. So in order for our faith to be increased, we must continue to teach God's word so that people's faith can be increased daily. That's what the book of Romans reminds us. Hallelujah. So then faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. And as one reads the word of God, they should gain a healthy degree of the fear of the Lord. As you continue to study the scriptures, it is, the, it is God himself that begins to what? Download his revelation, knowledge, and understanding unto us so that we can get an understanding on what he's saying. Now, we can't say, oh, we didn't understand the scriptures because all we have to do is ask the Holy Spirit to show us, to give us the wisdom, to give us the understanding. So as we begin to read the word of God, it is opening our understanding. It is illuminating our minds. Hallelujah. And enlighten our eyes so that we can see what the Spirit of the Lord is showing us through the Word of God. Because as we continue to read the Word of God, it gives us a spiritual understanding. Because when we read in um, Romans 2, 4, and 11, it says, Or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? But in accordance with your hardness and your importantly heart, you are treasuring up for yourself wrath in the day of wrath and revelation of righteous judgment of God, who will render to each one according to his deeds, eternal life to those who by patience, continuous in doing good, seek for glory, honor, and immortality. But to those who self-seeking and do not obey truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation and wrath, tribulation and anguish on every soul of man who does evil of the Jew first and also of the Greek. But glory and honor and peace to everyone who works what is good to the Jew first and also to the Greek, for there is no partiality with God. So if you want indignation and wrath because of your... Be, let me tell you, indignation and wrath comes unto you because you do not obey the truth. You are a liar. 
You only want lies. You don't want to um, heed the truth. You want to do what you want to do. You want to do the things of this world. You're seeking after money. You're seeking after people. You're seeking after the worldly things and the worldly desire. This puts you in that place of unrighteousness. This puts you in that place of not obeying the truth. So therefore, those that obey the truth has glory, has honor, has peace, has long life. Come on. Those that, those that seek God, those that seek the truth and not do things out of their own will, they are going to get honor and peace and glory. Amen. And eternal life. That's why we need to patiently continue to do good and to seek for God's glory. Continue to do good, seeking for the glory of God, meaning bringing his presence wherever we are. See, when we're seeking the glory of God, we're not wanting nobody to glorify us. When we're seeking the glory of God, we want the glory of God to come in and take over us. We want God himself to be present in all things. Because when we say glory, what we're doing is we're calling God on the scene because he is the king of glory. So therefore, we want to make sure that we are not self-seekers, but that we are seeking for the glory and the honor of God. We're seeking for the truth. Amen. Because Peter, hallelujah, 2 Peter 3, 7 to 14 says, But the heavens and the earth which are now preserved by the same word are reserved for fire to the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. See, let me tell you, we don't have to judge people. God is going to do that. Our Lord Jesus Christ, when he comes, he is the judge. So we don't have to have such a judgment spirit or judging people for what they're doing and saying. God will deal with them. Let's just give them the truth. Let's just give them God's word. Let's just continue to teach them how to fear the Lord. And then we allow God to do the rest. But beloved, do not forget this one thing. That with the Lord one day is a thousand years. And a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slacking concerning his promise. And some count slackness. But his long suffering told us not willing that any shall perish. But that all shall come to repentance. Come on, y'all. We have to learn to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burnt up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of person ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hasting to the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire and the elements will melt in fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for the new heavens, a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found him in peace without spot or blankness. And I believe that that was Job's story. At the very end, after he went through what he went through, his wife sitting there telling him to curse God and die. His friends even judging him saying, oh, have you sinned? But at the end of the day, how could he ever get through what he needed to get through? He had to continue to trust God. Was it easy? No. Was it something that was easy for him to overcome? No. Because it was his family, those that was left, his wife, then the friends that were close to him, 
You know, after losing his children, losing his riches, losing everything, but at least he knew in the beginning what was going on. It didn't catch him by surprise. God had prepared him. But at the end of the day, he was still human. He still had to go through the hurt. He still had to go through the pain. But it's not what we do while we're going through. It's what we do when we come out. Do we curse God and die? Do we blame God? Or do we just continue to give him praise? Do we continue to say thank you? Do we continue to say for thank you for allowing me to go through? That's not easy to do when you're going through something that's hurtful. But Job trust in God's kindness. Because he knew that God was kind. He knew that God loved him in spite of things that happened. But at the end of the day, he did not have the right answer. Because he was hurting. He was suffering so painfully. But at the end of the day, he knew that God would respond with compassion. He knew that God would respond with his love. So at the end of the day, he knew that he had to get through this. And he knew that he was considered by God. And anytime we're considered by God, let me tell you something. God will restore us in all of our losses. Sometimes our name may be um, messed up. Somebody try to tear up our character, our name. But God will always win. And God will always prove himself faithful. If we continue to be faithful and patient and trustworthy and, and, and believing and standing on God's word. At the end of the day, Job needed a friend. He needed a friend. He needed somebody that he could talk to. He needed somebody that he could confine him to. He just lost his children. He just lost everything. But he struggled. He struggled through his trials. He struggled through his situation. He was a man of counsel. He counseled others. Who would counsel me? I've lost everything. I've counseled so many. I would think that somebody would come to my rescue. Okay, if nobody don't come to my rescue, at least my wife, at least the one that I buried the children with, I know she's hurting. I'm hurting. They were my children too. How could you tell me to curse God and die when God has provided for us, when God has given us everything? That's not something that we should say. I'm connected to you. We're one. But God knows your heart and God knows my heart. But at the end of the day, he became silent. He became silent. But most of all, his friends were silent. When he needed his friends to be allowed. His friends needed to make a sound. Because he was going through something that was so harsh. But then, as they began to listen to Job patiently, after all he poured out, after all he said, after all that they, he thought that they would just come and just comfort him at another level, they began to say things like, have you sinned? Have you did anything out of the will of God? You know, because we don't see everything. We don't, we, we don't, we don't, we don't know. And then his health, his health, his health be began to take a downturn. Come on, wait a minute, God. You take my children. You take my wealth. My wife is not covering me anymore. My, my, my friends are judging me. Now my health. Ah, what else can fail me? That's the time that you need to praise God. 
that's a time that you need to worship him. That's a time that you need to just continue to just call out his name. Is it easy? No. But at the end of the day, oh, Job felt like he was in such misery. Oh, you know what? I could just die. I, I just can't take it no more. All of this just going on. I, I, he felt like he was not in a place of safety. He, he wasn't in a place of rest. And, and he was in a place of just trouble. Things were just overbearing him. But God. But God, he came through. He came through. He came through. His grief was unbearable. Come on now. His grief was so unbearable. It, they couldn't understand it. He couldn't understand it. But at the end of the day, he had to get through it. I'm not going to be on this really long on this evening because we're, we're at the end of the hour. Because we really want to break this down to you more. And I believe on next week as uh, Apostle Joe comes back, he's going to also come back from the book of Job and give us some more, hallelujah, revelatorial understanding on why this book ties so much into fearing the Lord. Hallelujah. Because God blesses the faithful. And Job was faithful. And I know you say, well, Apostle, through all of this, he's still saying all these things. He's going through all of this. Yeah. But God knows his heart. Who wouldn't go through this? We're human. But it's not, like I say, what we do when we're going through is what's coming out of our mouth as we're coming through it. It is very important that we guard our words when we're going through. Because our words is creating things in the atmosphere. So we have to be careful on what we release out of our mouth in a time of trouble. We have to make sure in a time of trouble, sometimes you, you can't release those words. I know it hurts and I know, come on, we all have been through that. We all have gone through that and still going through that. But we must ask God to help us to control our words. Because what we release out in the atmosphere, ee, we begin to create it. So that's why we got to be very important on what we say. But know that God blesses the faithful. God sees your struggle. God sees what you're going through. God knows what you're going through. You have to continue to trust God. In spite of your affliction, in spite of your suffering, in spite of your loss, in spite of all things, you have to trust God. Is it easy? No, apostle. It's not easy. But when you ask God to help you and you begin to study more in the word of God, it increases your faith. The Bible tells us hearing the word of God. Where do faith come from? By hearing. And hearing of the word of God. So if you want your faith to be increased, you keep looking at people and say, oh, they got great faith. Well, they don't, how did they? Hey, they got word in them. And they ain't just quote scripture. But they're living that word. They're going through that thing and they're, they are decreeing, declaring that word. That word is in their belly. They, they're standing on God's word. They, that's all they got is God's word. And it is God's word that's bringing them through. It is God's word that's strengthening them. It is God's word that's renewing their minds and, 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 and renewing their hearts. It is God's word that's strengthening them. It is God's word that's allowing them to know, hey, guess what? I can keep on going on. 
I don't have to stay here. God have brought me up and brought me out. I don't have to stay in my disappointment. I don't have to stay in my frustration. I don't have to stay in my self-pity. But I can keep on going. And that's what we must do. We must continue to go forward. We must continue to trust God. We must continue to know that in all things that God is faithful. Even when we're faithless, God is faithful. Hallelujah. We are born to suffer. The Bible says if we suffer with him, we will reign with him. So some things we're going to suffer. But guess what? We don't get stuck in our suffering. We got to reach reigning with him. We got to know at the end of the day, I'm suffering, but I'm going to reign with Jesus. I'm going to reign. Oh, I may be going through right now, but I'm reigning. Oh, 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 oh. Because his Bible says that if I suffer with him, I'm going to reign with him. It means that things are going to get better. Things are going to be more glorious. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. At Kroger, we believe it takes the right team to bring you the freshest produce. That's why we partner with farmers who grow only the best. And that level of teamwork means better, fresher options time and time again. Working with farmers is what it takes to be fresh for everyone. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. There's going to be some peace. There's going to be some joy. There may be joy. Come on. There may be morning and night, but I know joy coming in the morning. I got joy coming tomorrow. Jesus on you. Joy, J-O-Y, Jesus on you. Hallelujah. Because joy brings Jesus on you. So know that when you got joy, Jesus is on you. So keep Jesus on you. Keep your joy. Don't let people steal your joy because people will try to steal your joy. They will try to be offended with you. They will try to cause all type of things to make it seem like it's you. Don't let people steal your joy. And don't let people steal your peace. Because we have, we have peace in Christ Jesus. Why? Because we are in Christ Jesus. Don't let nobody steal your peace. Don't let nobody steal your joy. Because when you give them that authority, you've given them control over you. When you can allow people to dictate your moves, dictate your actions, dictate your love, dictate you speaking to people. You know, a lot of times that happens. We don't speak to such and such. Don't you know you're giving the enemy control? You're supposed to always speak to everybody. Love everybody. Even though, okay, we might know they are enemies, but the Bible even says to love our enemies. Is it easy? No. But at the end of the day, God will fight our battles. And if they keep on, God will deal with them. So you just pray and say, you know what? Devil, you better back up. Because God will have you. Because when you come for me, you're coming for God. So therefore, you don't have to worry about that because God got you. We worry about so many things that we know that God got. I, I mean, we have said, I know you're saying, well, Apostle, you're fit. No, come on. A lot of us, more of us have been through so much stuff that's been worse than what we're going through now. How could we even doubt God? Like he brought us out of that other thing that was much worse. And what we're going through, I am standing here on this evening to remind you and to activate that faith that's in you because it's in you. That faith is in you. And I call it forth right now. That same faith that allowed you to get to two years ago. 
It's that same faith that's going to allow you to get through your situation now. What makes you think that this situation is more, hallelujah, than the last, when the last was even worse than this one? So you think you can't get through this one, but you overcame that one. The devil was a liar. You got to bust through it. You got to bust through that barrel. You got to bust through that hurt. You got to bust through that pain. You got to bust through that sickness. You got to bust through that infirmity. You got to bust through it and know that God got you. And you start decreeing, declaring the word of the Lord. You start calling things in, in the name of Jesus. And you start pleading the blood of Jesus. Don't plead, I'm not guilty because God, he paid the price. No, you plead the blood. You plead the blood. You don't plead, I'm not guilty. That's already done. We already got the keys of heaven. We got our keys. So we plead the blood of Jesus. And blood of Jesus ranks over everything. So plead the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank God. We thank God for this word. Amen. So continue to walk in the fear of the Lord. Continue to know that when you continue to fear God, it brings such an eye and a presence in your place. When you fear the Lord, it brings heaven to you. The glory of God is with you. Things begin to happen. Doors that was closed begin to open. Circumstances begin to arise in a, in a positive manner for you. When you begin to fear the Lord, when we fear the Lord, we reverence him. We respect his house. We respect the men and women of God that he brought before us. We respect God's people that sit next to us. We respect all people that come in contact with us. When we reverence the Lord, we love his people. When we reverence the Lord, we love the things of God. When we reverence the Lord, we do things in excellence for the Lord. We don't just handle God's house any kind of way. We don't just leave things in God's house any kind of way. We just don't come to God's house any kind of way. Most of us is disrespecting God right now. We're sitting at our house saying, oh, because COVID-19, we can sit at home and watch everything. Everything is on Facebook. Everything is on iHeart. Everything is on YouTube. No, the devil's a liar. We must come together in the house of God. You're missing your breakthrough. I'm not saying this for you to come to our church or the next church. You need to come in the house of the Lord. Because your breakthrough is in the house of the Lord, not sitting in front of a screen. We just preaching the gospel through all platforms of the any earth. But it's not for you to get comfortable sitting at the comfort of your home. We get so comfortable in our own space. When God is telling us to go out and launch in a deep, go out in a place that don't look like you. They don't, you know, we want to go in places that we're familiar with. We want to go in places that they call our name. But you don't really want to come into places that bring true deliverance, that bring wholeness. But you want to go in a place that's full with people, devils, and demons that's ready to kill one another. But you need to be in a place of the presence of the Lord. But guess what? There's still some of us that's sick. All of us. We all are dealing with something. Remember, the devil is always devouring, seeing who he can see. No matter what church you're in. Amen. No church is exempt because he loves the anointing. He loves to come in and see how he can suppress the anointing, how he can suppress the power and the glory of God in wherever house that God is we think. So he can try to move people out of their deliverance and bring offenses and turn people away from God. It's been many people that have left the church because of offense, because they didn't like this person or they didn't like who was leading this. 
And they allow the enemy to lie to them. And then they begin to sow discord and they begin to gospel and go around to other churches to spoil other people's name. Be careful on what you say about the people of God. We, could, we don't have the right to judge no one. Only God can judge us. We must love one another. Quit talking about one another. Quit being so self-seeking, leaders. Me, me, me. My ministry, my people. The Bible says, if my people who are called by my name, meaning they are God's people. They are not our people. This is not our church. It is the church of God. It is God's church. Until we learn to come together in unity. One body, many members, meaning the churches need to come together. We got a church over here, a church over there. There's nothing wrong with the vision that God has given us. But why can't we all come together at some point and pray? Everybody ain't called to all of us. There are certain people that call to you, you, and you, me, them, and them. But we're not called to everybody. We want everybody to be in one place. No. God has different assignments for everybody. He has us reaching different people. Just like Paul and Barnabas and Peter and John. Come on. They had their callings. God knew who they can reach. That's why the enemy has some of us bow, leaders. We need to come up out of that rut and not allow the enemy to continue to manipulate us and control us and put us against one another. Our only enemy is the devil. And we don't hate our brother, but we hate the spirit that is in them. So we cast the spirit out, not throw them away. We throw people away too quick. We, we don't have the patience to, to sit with that addiction. We don't have the patience to sit with that ignoring attitude. We're ready to cast them out. When we, some of us, is dealing with that same issue as leaders. But we look at everybody else like they're bad people. But you don't look at you like that. And you deal with some of those qualities. So quit being so judgmental. Just thank God that God just did not expose you yet. Because he's still working out some things in you. God wants us to speak the truth, not speak for us to get along with one another or to be in cliques. You must speak the word of God, the truth. No matter if they like you or not, we're not here for people to like us, but we're here to deliver the word of God. Spread the gospel of the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ so that Jesus can bring deliverance, so that the Savior can save his people because he is soon to come. And he don't want us to go to hell. He wants us to have eternity. But he put us in the earth as his people. His spirit is in us for us to proclaim his name so people can know who he is. But if we continue to fight against one another and tear down one another and not build the body of Christ, how would they ever know Jesus? So I pray that we come together in unity. I pray that we work together as one. That we help the community. That we help those that are in need. Not just helping them pay a bill. But teaching them how to stay afloat. How to budget. How to manage. How to persevere through the struggles of addiction. Of pornography. Of perversion. Of divorce. These are issues that's in the body of Christ. But we don't look at these, these situations. We look at everything else. When these are issues that are tearing down the church. These are issues that are tearing down our community. But we want to send them to a counselor. 
God has made us Christian counselors. We're pastors. We're apostles. We're evangelists. We're te- God has made us a voice in the community. Why is we allowing the enemy to silence our voice? By not speaking or helping people. Our job is not to stay in a building and beautify the brick and mortar. But our job is to go out in the byways and the highways and help those in the marketplace. Those that are lost. Because there are so many out there. I don't care how much money they got. How many business they got. They lost. They don't have a peace. That's why when they see you, they're always looking at you strange. Saying, my God. If they can get. If I can get what they got. Even though they may have more than you, it doesn't matter. But you got a peace. You got a love. You got a joy that they want. But we look at them like what they looking at. When somebody's standing up, the first thing we say is what they looking at. Do they know me? Don't you know it's the glory of God that is resembling from you, that is exemplifying from, your, from you? That is a beautiful thing if they stare at you. It is something about the glory of God. It is something about the presence of God. When the presence of God is radiant, radiant off of you. Like somebody always say, Apostle, you look shiny. Shiny in the way of God's glory is always present on me. Not because I'm so great. Not because I'm all this. But because I am fearing the Lord. And I'm in the presence of the Lord. And I'm not perfect. But at the end of the day, God is with me. So I'm out here saying this. To say, it is time for the body of Christ to come together. So that people will not lose out on their salvation. Because people are comfortable in their house. People are comfortable saying, well, I can go just, no. We have to come back to the house of God. We have to come back to a place called prayer. Prayer is so important right now in this time and season. You can't just come up under prayer thinking somebody just going to pray for you. You have to begin to learn and pray for yourself. You come to the congregation, to the assembly of the body, to come together and pray so that it builds up your most inner faith. Prayer in the spirit, praying in the spirit builds up your most inner faith. Studying the word of God builds up your faith. Being in the, in the midst of, of the presence of God builds you up to give you more of a prayer life to teach you how to go in and how to pray and knowing when to go in to do warfare prayer, when to do prayer of praise, prayer of thanksgiving, prayer of protection. It teaches you all things, the Spirit of God. So I hope today, through my words, but spoken by, through the Holy Spirit, that you have learned something on fearing the Lord. We need to get back to fearing God. We don't fear God. That's why there's no respect in the house of God. And men and women of God saying, oh, they don't respect me. First of all, it's not even about you. They don't respect God. God spoke to me and he told me, apostle, it's not that they don't respect you. They don't respect me. And if they don't respect me, they're not going to respect you. I'm in you, but they don't even respect me and I'm gone. What have taken away the fear of the Lord? You cannot do it on your own. I don't care how educated you think you are. I don't care how many doctors you think you are. I don't care how much money you think you are, how many builders you think you got. You cannot do it. You need God. It's God that gave you that what you got. If you're not careful, it will be gone. Because what God has given to us is not for us just to be blessed. God has given us the ability to have great things and to move um, how he's having us to move for his people. God has given us honor, riches, long life to be a blessing to his people. To be there for his people. To help his people. It's not for us just to take care of our family. To leave a legacy for our family. To 
leave a legacy for those that we know. But what about those we don't know? What about those that don't have nobody? We get so caught up in our own self. And those that are around us, when God is saying, no, I have angels that I'm going to have to entertain you. But because your pride is so much, you don't see them. You think you all that. But I will bring you down. I will bring you down to where you will reverence me. Where you will fear me. And we don't want that. So we need to go back and remember where God brought us from. We need to go back to where we was. Years from where we are today. Who made us? We didn't make ourselves. Our education did not make us. Our money did not make us. Our mama, our daddy did not make us. They, our mama had us. But God created us. And because God created us, we owe everything to him. So let's go. I'm ready. Let's continue to fear the Lord. And I know there's somebody out there that have heard this great word from the Lord. And they're saying, you know what? How can I meet Christ? I I've heard of him. But you know, I haven't accepted him as my Lord and Savior. Because we all have heard of him. Oh, we have heard of Christ. Oh, we have. Nobody can say we never heard of Christ. Nobody. Now, you accepted him is another thing. Because I remember I said that God allows us to make our own decisions. You made a decision at the time not to accept him. But now, you want to accept him. And guess what? He will accept you. All you got to do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that he is your Lord and Savior. That he died for you. And that he will forgive you of all your sins if you come unto him and repent openly, inwardly. He will take them away. And forgive those that may have hurted you. Forgive those that may have let you down. And let you go. And let you out. Left you out. Forgive them. Like Jesus said. Forgive them. They know not what they do. When the thief and the robber was on, on each side of the Savior. The Savior who did nothing but went out and did signs, miracles, and wonders. Who fed the 5,000, the 7,000. Who, who, who opened the eyes of the blind. Opened the mouth of the mute. Opened the ears of the deaf. Healed. Come on now. Women with issues of blood. Healed the beggar who sat for 40 years. Healed the beggar on the side of the road. Picked up the, 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 the man that was beaten as a good Samaritan. That's all he did. But they said crucify him. And he said, still, forgive them. They know not what they do. Oh, he's a man of forgiveness. So he forgive you on today. So you need to forgive them. I know it hurt it. I know it wasn't right. I am a witness of hurt, of pain, of rejection, of abandonment, of loneliness, of all those things I had to overcome. But guess what? I'm still standing because I know who is my redeemer. And I know he still lives. And I know who is my savior. And even in all of that, he still got me. And he got you too. So guess what? Go ahead and accept him. And guess what? He got something for you. It's a free gift. It don't cost you anything. 
He said, come, come, come labor with him. Come on, come on. It's free. Come on, drink with him. Not, I ain't talking about no liquor. And I ain't talking about nothing that's going to get you drunk. I'm talking about the Holy Ghost. Yeah, you're going to be drunk in the spirit of God. That's about it. But after you receive the power of the Holy Spirit, you're going to be able to step over every scorpion, over every serpent, everything that is not like God. Because you're going to need it. And guess what? This ain't going to be easy. When you're crossing over here to the good side, Jesus, the enemy, he coming. But guess what? God has all power and authority. The enemy just has his power, but he doesn't have authority. And one thing as sons of God, which you have become on this day, you have power and authority to tread over him. But guess what? God will be with you. And you're going to need God because you're not going to be able to do this alone. And God will send divine helpers. God will send those that will be able to direct you and, and help you and guide you. But most of all, depend on the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will teach you all things. It will, he will lead you to the right places. Never allow the Holy Spirit to leave you or guide you. When you're waking up, what am I to do? Where am I to go? Who am I to be with? When? How? What? And when? That's what you better do. Because he needs to lead you in all places. You are saved. And those that have been saved 100 years, 50 years, 20 years, 10 years, 15 years, 5 years, 1 day, 2 days, 1 month. Somebody who's so sanctified, so um, spiritually, no earthly good. Oh, I know the Lord, blah, blah, blah. Guess what? We all fall short. The church is the hospital. It ain't none of us in the church. Come on. All the way healed. We all is suffering from something. Come on. God is working out us things in us every day. We may not do the things we used to do. Thank you, Lord. We may not do what he or she may have done. Thank you, Lord. But there are still things God is still working out in us. That's why Paul said to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. Because guess what? I got to stay in my mirror because I got to make sure that I'm pricking out my own eye because I ain't got time to prick yours and I ain't got time to be in your mirror because I got some things that God got to work out in me. So therefore, come on, it's your time to repent. We all repent. We think of things that we may have said unknowingly. It could have been a look, a thought. Somebody probably made us mad. Somebody probably um, discouraged us, disappointed us, did not keep their word. And yes, we was frustrated. But at the end of the day, we let it go. Because we know that they're just not a, a woman or a man of their word. And we pray that God deals with them. And we pray that they become more truthful. Hallelujah. But we're not going to hold nothing against them. We're going to still love them. But at the end of the day, thank God that God revealed them. So that you won't continue to put your trust in people. But put your trust in God. We, tr we put so much trust in people that when they fail us, we fail God. Because we lead them and lead the things of God. When you put your trust, when you put your trust in God, no matter if they show up or not, no matter if they do what, it doesn't matter. You're going to still do the things of God. You're going to still love them. You're going to still do. But guess what? Thank God that God revealed them. God reveals to redeem. So guess what? God saved you on today as well. You got your deliverance too today. If you can come and acknowledge that you've fallen short. I know most of us have been doing this for a long time. And say, well, I don't do nothing wrong. Okay. That's a lie. 
We all fall short of the glory, and there's only one perfect man, and that's Jesus. So until we come to the truth of the knowledge that we all are sinners and that we all need Christ to do something in us, then how will we ever change? So we need to come with an inward repentance, not an outward repentance. When we come with an inward repentance, what we're doing is we're acknowledging and allowing God to come in and take out anything that's not like him. Because we're sometimes so self-righteous that we don't even know because we're so self-righteous. So we thank God for healing even us. Amen. So we thank God for you. Until next time, next Sunday, same time, 1045 a.m., we go into our Zoom meeting, our study at 1130. So we thank God. Come on out. Bring your love, your smile, and your mask. We're located at 1115 Hicks Boulevard, Suite 5, Fairfield, Ohio, 45014. And we also have the food pantry here. You can also come and get food if you need food as well. You can call 513-330-6878. Um, uh, we're here on Tuesdays and Thursdays, 1030 to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Call for an appointment and someone will be here. We thank God for you. Uh, we thank God for you joining us. And we thank God for the I Am Feminine Project, Overcoming Ministry Poverty and Reviving Her Inner Beauty. Hallelujah. We thank God for all of our collaborators that are still giving um, sanitary napkins and everything because we have a five-year project. And we're raising over five million products of sanitary napkins coming from tampons, maxi pads. Um, depends, diapers, and inner beauty products for women, young and old. So if you'd like to still be a collaborator, you can reach out at 513-494-6678. Glory to God. Again, that is 513-494-6678. Or you can go to our uh, email us at soarempowermentnetwork at gmail.com. And those that may want to give on today, you can go to um, um, Money Sign Sword 8, Money Sign Sword 8, and give as well. Or if you'd like to send in your offering or tithes, you can send it to the address as well. May God bless you. May God keep you. As I pray, I pray that even on this week, God, you bless your people. Lead them, God, in the green pastures beside the still waters. Let them be led to your purpose and your destiny, the course that you will have them to go during this week. Protect them, oh God. Keep them in the hedge of protection in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord God, we thank you for this word. Let this word, oh God, go within them day and night. Allow the word of God to overtake them in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God. And we thank you, oh God, that you have renewed their minds, that you have guarded their hearts and allowed their hearts to be open to your word. God, thank you for increasing their faith. We activate their faith right now so that they can receive oh god your word in the mighty name of jesus and god we don't take it for granted for what you have done as we continue to go forth on this week we ask you oh god to allow the purpose and destiny upon our lives to be presented in every area of our life to go forth to do your will and god as we continue thank you for more discernment thank you for your joy your peace your long-suffering, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. God, I pray for those that may be dealing with any infirmity, any sickness. We come against every COVID-19, hallelujah, right now, oh God, that people may be suffering. We ask you, oh God, to protect them in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God. Any infirmity, dealing with any disease, oh God, or sickness, we come against it right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And we decree and declare, oh God, that you protect our children from every violence, oh God, murder, hate, and um, crying in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh God, we ask you to cover them in the mighty name of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus over their life, their purpose, their destiny, that they should go forth, oh God, and 
and be like the Joshua's and the Caleb's that you have called them to be, oh God. And we thank you, oh God, that they will dream dreams, oh God, and see visions, oh God, and prophesy and go forth and do your work in the mighty name of Jesus. And God, until next time, we ask you, oh God, to grace us, continue to allow your mercy to be upon us. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and glory to God. So we thank God. Privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just one. $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun. And everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232.